Welcome to the K-Hole. My name is Ashley Brandt. And this is Brooke Marine. And we will be discussing a lot of things. Um, the main event for today is not Robin China. We will be getting to Robin China. We're going to do, discuss Going Down to Chinatown, Episode 3, and Episode 4, Bonding and Bondage, as like a double feature package. And disclaimer, we did record last week. We recorded episode three for Rob and China, but some IRL events happened that prevented us from releasing it when we wanted to. And also it was just really boring. So we'll give you the Cliffs notes, but first and foremost, we need to talk about, I think, what's on everyone's mind, whether or not you keep up with the Kardashians, and that would be that Kim Kardashian West was um, robbed at gunpoint in an apartment in Paris a couple days ago. And we just want to go through the details of what happened, um, what the general response has been, and what we think this means for the Kardashians in the future. Yes, so we are recording on... Tuesday, October 4th, so we are about two days out from when the news broke. You actually broke the news to me inadvertently because you texted me uh, very suddenly as I was just getting ready to upload the um, Robin China episode that we had recorded um, because at that point people were reporting that Kanye had left the stage at the Meadows due to a family emergency and if you know Kanye at all you know he's a very dedicated performer and in the videos that have come out from the Meadows and from uh, that set you can see that Kanye is resistant to the idea of leaving until someone is able to tell him what has happened at which point he leaves the stage due to a family emergency. Sure yeah I mean I was watching Robin China episode 4 and I think maybe it was like the last 10 minutes of the episode that I was quite honestly half watching to begin with because why exert full brain power on this show? But I got a text from a friend who was at the Meadows saying, oh my God, Kanye just left the stage. He said there's a family emergency. A few minutes later, she texted me that they said Kanye West is not on site. I had no idea what it meant. I thought this has to be something real because like you said he's a very dedicated performer he's also very dedicated to his family so my first thought was holy shit something happened to the kids maybe mm -hmm. it's robin china you know related because i knew that they had had a baby shower that evening because scott had just instagrammed and kim had just snapchatted like about how excited she was about the shower mm -hmm. and as soon as that happened i checked all of their social media and there was nothing there were no snaps no tweets no instagrams um mm -hmm. You know, and one of my friends was like, you know, if you don't get that, like, Kris Jenner, I was in a car crash, but I'm fine, tweet, then you know it must be something real. Um, so I was immediately worried for the children. And then after that, my second thought was, oh, my God, did something happen to Kim? Because I knew she was in Paris for Fashion Week. I knew that Kanye was in New York and that if he were to leave that much, he still had almost 30 minutes left in his performance. I knew mm -hmm. there had to be something real and I was really scared. And it wasn't until maybe an hour later that I saw she was robbed at gunpoint. And then it was maybe a couple hours after that, that it was reported that the robbers were, you know, that she was not only robbed at gunpoint, but that she was, 
tied up with zip ties and duct tape, put in the bathtub, you know, the robbers were dressed as policemen. It was just like every few hours in the last 48 hours, there've been more details. Like Mm -hmm. she feared that she would have been raped or sexually assaulted. She was alone, but her friend Simone was downstairs. She called Pascal. She tried to call Pascal, like her bodyguard Mm -hmm. who weirdly enough in the last week, I felt like there was sort of a, you showed me his Instagram and I was like, this guy is Mm -hmm. so sweet. I love his Instagram. And then I also saw a couple posts, you know, going around about how he's really cool and he has a cool Twitter and a cool Instagram. He's a heart of gold, whatever. Um, so I had Mm -hmm. already been thinking about Pascal and I don't know. I think we can go through the details of this. I just want to say that they are completely chilling. If you don't know what happened, um, just like a warning that it's some upsetting material. Yeah, absolutely. And this comes just less than a week after Kim was, um, you know, very nearly assaulted on the street by a quote unquote celebrity prankster who had earlier in the week uh, picked up Gigi Hadid. He's previously like crawled under America Ferreira's dress. Um, and in Kim's case, Pascal was able to intervene and sort of hold him, hold the, the quote unquote prankster, um, the would be assaulter to the ground and protect Kim. Um, but Sunday night, Pascal was actually out with Courtney because I think the the logic definitely follows that like the danger is out and about and in the public and people should be able to feel safe in their homes. And that's where Kim was. It's been called um, the no-name hotel, but it's really this um, complex of high-end luxury apartments. And Kanye has sort of a semi-permanent residence there, which is where Kim was staying. Yeah, um, and this was something that we did discuss in the unaired episode. We were just talking about this prankster and how celebrities... This is one of those moments where you are reminded that celebrities are regular people who things like this can happen to. Um, They can randomly be assaulted on the street, and they can randomly be assaulted in their homes. Um, And I think, especially as women, this is even more terrifying because this is just the type of shit that you I think a lot of people don't realize that women have to be afraid of I mean you don't think that someone dressed as a police officer is going to come into your apartment slash hotel hold the concierge hostage that they can't alert you of any trespassers come directly into your apartment um gag you bound bound bind you pull you by your ankles as they're dressed by police only speaking dressed as police and only speaking French, so they don't even understand you. I mean, Kim was yelling, like, please just don't kill me, don't kill me, I have children, my babies, you can take whatever Mm -hmm. you want. And they were yelling, ring, 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 because they wanted the ring that Kanye had just bought her. And Kim doesn't speak French, they didn't speak English. It was like, I I think I saw on TMZ today that they were saying they had put her in the bathroom and then when they couldn't find the jewelry they dragged her back out to sort of make her gesture towards where everything was and she told she showed them or told them as best as she could and that's when they Mm -hmm. put her back in the bathroom um and she when she answered the door she was wearing just her bathrobe so that's why she feared that she would be sexually assaulted especially when they tied her by the ankles and dragged her to the bathroom um 
She did try to and call Pascal. F- they snatched the phone out of her hand. Um, and what happened was downstairs, her friend Simone, who's one of her friends since elementary school, happened to be staying with her, heard a commotion. And when she heard Kim screaming and crying, she realized that it was something bad um, and that Pascal needed to be called. She tried to call 911, but of course that's not the number in Paris. In France, it's 112. But who, you know, who knows that? Not many people know the the equivalency of nine one one when they're traveling in a foreign country, mm-hmm. and so she called Pascal. The whole robbery took about six minutes. It was less than ten minutes, and Pascal got there two minutes after they had left. Um, Kim was able to sort of free herself um, from the zip ties and the duct tape. It's just like everything about this is so terrifying, and especially thankful that she is unharmed physically thankful that her children weren't there i mean they Mm -hmm. stole 10 million dollars worth of jewelry but that's you know that's not worth a life at all no absolutely not um and this is like i think a pretty uniquely terrifying circumstance in that it's just so violating because it's a violation of like your ability to feel safe and secure in your own home and your ability to trust um i mean quote-unquote authority figures although there's obviously a lot to be said about one's ability to trust the police um and how that's so dependent on like who you are um and how you read to police officers um and to be assaulted in your home like that uh i think I don't know how I would recover from that. That's like my number one fear is home invasion. And I say that all the time as someone who's super interested in true crime and spooky things like nothing scares me more than the idea of home invasion because that's supposed to be like a safe refuge for a person. Right, because it it just sort of reminds you that you think you have agency, you think you have control even when you're in a when in an environment where like you said, it's supposed to be a safe space. It's your environment under your control for the most part. There are slippages and cracks anywhere. And this could happen. This technically could happen to anyone. I think like when I heard that she had been robbed at gunpoint and then heard the details about her being gagged and bound and thrown in the bathroom, that's when I was like, oh God, this really could have been like a Sharon Tate kind of situation for our generation and that really scares me because that's also one of my like of course that's one of my biggest fears of course like being assaulted even in broad daylight is something that a lot of times women just have to think about and you have to have i saw an article being circulated i wish i could remember it but it was just a list of like it was a conversation between a bunch of women about all of the little things that they do like that are, you know, fear-based responses, like Mm -hmm. going around, like not picking up your Uber directly, not taking your Uber directly to your house or like walking an extra block to lose someone who's trailing you, things like that. Like, yeah, even when you are safe, you never know until it's possibly too late. So this is completely terrifying. I mean, especially when you think, these people, celebrities have a lot of money and they have a lot of power and they have a lot of security. And even then, there's still room for this sort of assault to happen. It's just really, really terrifying when I think about it. 
for longer than five seconds yeah i think one of the most terrifying aspects of it i mean in addition to the home invasion factor is the question of like how was this all orchestrated there's some speculation that this could have been an inside job someone um kind of within the building or within kim's camp tipping off um this ring it's believed to be the pink panthers which is a jewelry um thievery ring of sorts um that has over 200 members they have the specific mo um if anyone has the resource to fence like very unique jewelry like kim's jewelry it's it's this ring um because ultimately that jewelry is so distinctive that they're gonna have to completely take it apart and the the big rock that kim had on that 4.5 million dollar lorraine schwartz wing ring that's probably going to be completely like dismantled and taken apart and maybe cut into multiple pieces um for the sale but i mean the question is so was it an inside job did someone tip them off or was this you know orchestrated in part through monitoring kim's social media and through monitoring paparazzi photos and you know seeing that courtney had left the residence with pascal and that you know the time was right um i think for a lot of adults or like part of you know adjusting to adulthood and acclimating to like being a person in the world is realizing that no one thinks about you as much as you think about you and for so many people that can be so comforting because it means like no one is as embarrassed as you are um of the things that you do but this kind of what happened here kind of affirms that like people can just like be watching your every move and be ascertaining like your patterns and like use that to harm you if they so choose um and they can kind of remain out of sight until they choose to do so so that's i don't know terrifying in its own way i think it's really important that you bring up paparazzi photos as well because i think people are so quick to say oh well you share your whole life on social media so this is your fault and i'd like to point out that first of all she does share a lot on all of many celebrities do but especially the kardashians especially kim shares a lot about social media that's part of the appeal we feel like we know her because she shares so much of her life with us that's also Mm -hmm. something that she's contractually obligated to do as part of her brand and her business um it's how she makes her livelihood, whatever. So that's one thing. Another thing is, yes, pa- paparazzi photos also reveal people's locations. Paparazzi photos also reveal that Pascal left the building with Courtney. I mean, you can't blame the Kardashians for being ta- for the the pap shots, can you? No, absolutely not. I mean, you should never blame a victim in this situation or at all. But like, especially, can't say that this is just because of social media. Sure, I think. Um, it's fine to take this as a learning moment and say, oh shit, maybe I need to not share everything with geotags as I'm there. Maybe I can like wait until after I leave. Maybe, you know, depending on how famous you are, whatever, regardless of if you're famous or not, it's still a teaching moment. But like the paparazzi is also still, if you're, if you're going to use that logic and that argument and say that this is a result of oversharing on social media, you can't 
forget the paparazzi photos because they are they are following her every move too and that's not to say anything bad about paparazzi like we've talked about this before i mean celebrities work with them all the time publicity whatever but i can say this was not a publicity stunt Whatever you want to say about this family, there are a lot of things, but they are not that fucked up that any of them would stage a publicity stunt of this level. Secondly, what what purpose would that even serve? I honestly feel that if this were a publicity stunt, it would completely undo all of the work that Kim and her team and her brand has done in the last four years to make public opinion of her generally favorable, especially in comparison to how it was five to 10 years ago. And if you Mm -hmm. look at the whole thing that happened this summer, even with Taylor Swift, I mean, that was a situation where Kim kind of came out on top. And if that was sort of like her shining moment of this year, why would she stage this sort of thing? And I, I'm really thankful that she's okay, but I'm sure she's going to have some sort of post-traumatic stress disorder response to this situation because it is traumatic especially when she's wearing nothing but a bathrobe and fearing that she will be sexually assaulted or murdered i mean those like it's terrible to be put in that position because it makes your brain enter a space where you have as a victim you have to decide is it better for me to be raped than to be murdered but none of them are better it's a false equivalency it's not mm-hmm that any of those are but you know whatever i mean thankfully you you, she is still alive and she was unharmed but it's like to traumatize your brain in that way i'm sure her emotional response to everything now is going to be so tainted with paranoia i mean personally that would be my response i'd be so paranoid so scared especially because she has very young children and Mm -hmm. that's another thing about paparazzi photos is that like they, you know, people like Halle Berry and um, a few other celebrities have, have I think Katie Holmes have stood up for this in the past, but like taking pictures of the kids and posting them everywhere. And, and it's just like, there's no escape from this sort of lifestyle. It's how they make their money and it's how they stay relevant. But it's also like, my point is that I don't think this is a publicity stunt. I don't think Kim or any, you know, or Kanye or Chris or any of them are mm-hmm. to blame. And I also think that their social media is going to be dark for the next few days. I would be surprised if we got a statement before Saturday. Yeah, I don't think we're going to be seeing very much of the family for the immediate future. And I don't think we're going to be seeing as much of Kim for a while. We've talked a lot about how Snapchat and this kind of peak behind the scenes has revitalized her brand. And I think we're going to see a serious reevaluation of the role that such an immediate form of social media plays in her life um and i'm thinking back to like this summer when she was snapping from that park with north and saint and kanye and her and kanye had to leave like five minutes later because the park was suddenly swarmed by fans and kim never really geotags her stuff they had that episode with kylie where they were telling her not to geotag um and kim has never really done that but people and specifically like her fans and I think Kanye's fans are so uniquely dedicated to I don't want to call it like a craft but like this total examination of like her presence and the pieces of herself that she shares um that I think they go to pretty extraordinary lengths like for instance Spencer Pratt's crystals um 
he's giving away a set of crystals or whatever the first 10 people who added his crystal guy in snapchat could get the code and i like had two minutes at lunch so i did it and i was like kind of late to the game um but i still like was within the first 10 because like no one cares that much about spencer pratt do you know what i mean like he could snap exactly where he is and like no one's gonna go rush it because no one cares about him that much even though he shares as much as kim on snap um whereas with kim like even though i think she's being extremely safe and i think there's definitely a conversation to be had about the fact that people should be able to share their life on social media without fearing that you know they're gonna be rushed by fans in public um i think kim is like playing playing the game extremely smart she's doing everything she can to stay safe and her fans are still using the tiniest details to figure out where she is and find her which is terrifying and it's not it's not fair to say well then just don't share regardless of if that was how she made her money or not it's not fair to say that because it's not fair to say that she can't enjoy that part of her life anymore she can't use this tool that we've all been given to use um I mean, I don't know. Like, I'm extremely shook by this whole situation because it really does remind you that life is precious. We are not in control. And as much as you think you might be, even if you are someone like him who, like you said, plays the game so, so cleverly, um, there's still ways for, you know, bad things to happen to good people or to anyone really. And especially when it's something that is like a situation like this where, you know, this is a fear that a lot of people have in general and a lot of women have especially. And regardless of if you're just some regular person who's not famous or if you're very famous, it's still a very real thing that could happen. Ugh, I don't know. I mean, and I know it's not fake because Kanye wouldn't leave the stage. Kanye wouldn't reschedule half his Pablo, St. Pablo tour dates if this weren't real. I mean, mm-hmm. I think in the future, Kim will snap less. I think she'll post less. I think she'll post things after the fact, but it won't affect her. I don't think it'll necessarily affect her brand or affect her financially as much um, mm-hmm. because she's she's played this game to the point where now she doesn't need, she technically doesn't need to show as much because she does have all these other endorsements and she has her merch and like kimoji stuff um whereas someone like you know like kim kardashian is a brand kim is a brand courtney she's part of the kardashian family brand but i wouldn't necessarily say that her name holds the same amount of weight as kim's or kanye's or even kylie's quite honestly and i don't think she mm-hmm. wants it to but i'm just saying that i think Someone like Courtney kind of has to keep up with this social media thing. She has to keep sharing, has to mm-hmm. keep posting, has to keep doing endorsement deals, whatever. Um, Kim doesn't necessarily have to do that because she has transcended to this like A-list celebrity status, which we talk about it all the time. It's so fascinating how she made that transition. But I do think that we'll get a statement within a week. And I think that their social media will stay dark. No one has said anything besides... Caitlin posting a photo of Kim saying, like, I love my girl. I'm so glad she's okay after I heard everything. Um, and Jen Atkin posted on Snapchat because she's sort of, like, tangentially related. Um, just saying that she's, you know, shaken up and scared but happy that everyone's okay. And, like, 
use your camera roll because you can post stuff later um, mm-hmm. instead of right away. But besides that, I don't think anyone directly from the family is going to say anything. Not even China. No. I mean, I think she and Scott even are – they're on a tight leash, that Chris Jenner leash. Very true. I wouldn't be surprised if in three to six months we got a sit-down interview – prime Mm -hmm. time i don't think print um because i think like kim is gonna want to talk about this situation and control the narrative surrounding this situation but i wouldn't be surprised if she really recedes from the public eye after this for an extended period of time right Um, especially because of the kids like that's what i think is her number one Because I think, yeah, the next logical leap that I think I would make if I were in her position, and I I don't want to be, like, putting words in her mouth by any means, is, like, if someone could do this to me, someone could do this to my kids. I mean, there are blogs dedicated to reporting, like, celebrity real estate transactions. We've seen tons of aerial shots of her house, both of her houses in L.A., um the the no address hotel had previously been publicized as um you know Kanye's residence um because it's actually a really architecturally interesting building it's sort of surrounded on all sides by businesses and by um other commercial buildings so it seems very secure and it's meant to appear very secure but because it's such an architectural interest the blueprints had actually been previously published online um which sort of just adds to this strange like web of public knowledge about kim and even if the connections aren't explicitly drawn like you can very readily make those connections um from this sort of trail of like their public life and um the way information is archived and searched on the internet and it's really easy for anyone who has an online presence to sort of have that web trailing in their wake of like who they are and like where they've been and who they're who they're connected with yeah i mean this whole situation does sort of remind me i think it reminds everyone that regardless of what you think of them if you're a fan or not whatever they're people but also they are essentially like Kim and Kanye, anyway, are kind of like royalty status. Like, you know, Kate Middleton is never left alone. The the Obamas are never left alone because they can't be because they are that well known and that they need to be protected. Um, I'm sure her security is going to be extremely beefed up now forever. Um, it's just, it's really scary. But it does also remind me that they are that important that this is breaking news on like the national news you know like cnn um and i hate when people trivialize something like this and they say like oh don't we have like more important shit to worry about yes yes there are so many bad things happening in the world right now but i do think that this starts an interesting and worthwhile conversation about privacy about agency about femininity about Mm -hmm. so many things that we think kim kardashian represents as a symbol and i don't know about like our own citizenship amongst one another and what it means when your you know agency or control or privacy is 
completely taken away from you. Yeah, I mean, that's just, it's just such a fraught web of connections at this point, especially considering, like, the kind of, like, legal leeway that the Patriot Act allows, like, what Edward Snowden revealed, um, and sort of the microcosms of that same sort of system of surveillance that can easily happen on the internet, whether you're a normal everyday person with a stalker, um, just a normal woman with a stalker, which can happen, or you're a celebrity and, you know, you have thousands and thousands of followers who are equally dedicated to um, learning this information about you. It's you know, the sense of entitlement that we can feel um, towards each other as people is alarming and it's sort of hard to reel it in when we um, are consuming so much of each other as pieces of entertainment. Yeah. I guess one of my last words on it is it's not funny and I don't think there's anything to joke about. And I don't know, be safe, be as safe as you can, but control is an illusion, as we have learned. So not to put, not to put a damper on things, but no, I think I think that sums it up really well. Um, and we just we just want Kim to like feel safe again. We want um, the whole family to feel safe and secure and you know like they can trust the people around them you know whether that's their fans or their security or um whoever and I think we should all strive to feel that way and to let other people feel that way sure I think um maybe now we can discuss like Cliff's notes of the last week's IRL news it, it's not really anything big I'll just like rapid fire go through it people thought okay. Kim was voting for Trump turns out she just talked to Caitlyn to understand where Caitlyn was coming from but she's completely voting for Hillary Kim's with her thankfully uh, Rob posted Kylie's number on Twitter once again loops back to our privacy conversation are Rob and China broken up? We don't know. They're not living together until the baby comes. I mean, I don't think they're going to be together a year from now. China posted Rob's number to Twitter like two days after he he posted Kylie's number. Um, because And the reason he posted Kylie's number was because they threw a baby shower or something and someone wasn't invited. It's really stupid, they honestly. They wanted to throw a separate baby shower for Rob that didn't include China. So he was like, how dare you not invite the mother of my child? Those tweets are like still up. I believe Kylie definitely had to change her number. And then yeah. just a couple days later, China posted his number um, and then snapped with Rob saying that um, she did it to make Rob change his number so other girls would stop texting him. Yes. Um, and then lastly, this is a little piece of hashtag weird Kardashian news. Rob told, I don't know which publication, I think maybe Daily Mail, 
something that I really don't think that he should have let anyone know, but just that when he was a kid, he had a crush on Kim. Like, he had, like, a full-blown full blown crush on his sister. And um, we talked about this last week. I said, listen, I – not that I get it, but, like, I think it's a little more forgivable if it's, like, a cousin because I feel like I've heard of that from a few people that they, like, kind of had a crush on one of their hot cousins. And, like, sure, you're not that related, but this is your blood sister, man. I, I don't know. This is something that, like – Whatever. Listen, I just want to say I've read Gail Rubin. I've read Andrew Dworkin. I get it. I do. But also, Rob, keep this to yourself. <laughs> Hashtag help Rob. Please help him. He needs help. Spencer Pratt said he needed help. And you know what? <laughs> Spencer's I like wrong. Spencer. I can't. I'm I... <laughs> really excited to get his crystals. Um I'll review them on this show. Please uh, do. For, yeah. Um, this is going to be my first foray into metaphysical crystals. So thank you, Spencer. Shout out to Inner Vision Crystals for hooking a girl up with some free crystals. Shout out to Spencer Pratt. I think you're cool. Like, I never realized how much I related to him. He snaps a lot. Um, I but his Twitter's funny. I today watched him eat. 20 tacos i shit you not it was national taco day it was enthralling uh spencer please come on our show you seem to have a lot of opinions about the kardashians i want to hear all of them yes and i think maybe now we can move in a little bit to the sort of we'll just get you up to speed on what's 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 the deal with rob and china what's going on on the show who knows what's going on yes. with them irl but all we can say is we watched going down to chinatown we watched bonding and bondage and this is what happened in the former robin china went to dc to visit china's family um they're clearly trying to set china up as a relatable uh maybe underdog character by highlighting the neighborhoods that she grew up in the schools that she went to um it definitely seems exploitative um, in the way that E is framing it and in the way that they're framing it in contrast with the Kardashian lifestyle. Um, we see China's family. We see her parents. Um, and the show just keeps building up drama that's not there. They build up all of the suspense with Robin or with China's parents at dinner because they haven't seen each other in like 10 years. Um and there's like no drama tokyo walks away from the table once and then is like i'm fine it's fine and like they have a very pleasant evening um they also do a little bit of double editing in this episode with uh chloe's birthday party so the edit that they presented on keeping up with the kardashians is a little different from the edit that we see on robin china with robin china we see um sort of the conversations go much faster whereas with keeping up with the kardashians they'd sort of um let the tension build up until uh chloe and china talk to each other on robin china it immediately goes from like robin china arrived to chloe and china are talking um and then robin china appear to like do an irish goodbye which like i'm always feeling i love leaving social events mm, without yes. saying goodbye to anyone yes um i just i'm love so for it intrigue 
No, I love doing it. And the last time that I did that, um, I think it went over really well, quite honestly. I told one person I was leaving because I wanted one person to be in on it, you know. But yeah. nobody else knew. And then I wanted I wanted the one person to be on it because I wanted to, like, have someone on the inside in case anyone said shit about me after I left, you know. Like, That's I knew real. I would, like, you know. So you got to tell one person. But it has to be someone who's chill enough to not say anything. Um, exactly but also chill enough to like let you know if people start talking shit and i think it went over really well i think it ended up being more like oh she's just so cool she has another social engagement but i really went home to eat m&ms and watch kimmy schmidt because this was in like april when that season two of that show (laughs) came out so no but you know they were they were none the wiser none the wiser they just thought i was cool it was a party that I didn't even want to be to be at in the first place. Like, I feel you, Rob. Like, I get it. You don't want to go to a party full of people you don't like. You feel like shit. You look like shit. But you know what? You put on those slim joggers, <laughs> a hat to cover up that head, and you just show up. And then you just fucking leave without telling anyone. And trust me, everything will go work in your favor. <laughs> Highly recommend the Irish goodbye. Also, highly recommend ghosting, which I think Rob and China should have done shortly after <laughs> getting together. Um, you know, they could still do it, and China would probably be happier for it. Uh, bonding and bondage, they're still living apart. It's all about rob reconnecting with old friends it's facilitated by scott because scott is still collecting his checks for his appearances on this show (laughs) there's a moment where rob just starts naming like these people who are supposedly rob's friends and i think he's just going through a list of like male names because i've never seen or heard of these people before jj JJ went to boston college that's all i know about him i loved though when china was like are any of your friends black? And he goes, no, these are my white friends. Because <laughs> you just know. Like, you just know there is a clear difference with how he interacts with these prep school kids oh, who've known him. Yeah. Versus, like, how he tries to act now that he's been with China. We've discussed this in the past. But, yeah. This episode, I'm going to be honest, I had no idea what was going on. Because I was watching it while I was lying down and, like, kind of, like, falling asleep. And then... Obviously, the news about Kim broke, and I just was not not feeling it. But the B-plot was that Paige, who lives with China, Chris came to China's house to tell her that Paige has to leave when the baby comes. And I think that's <laughs> overstepping. But maybe that's just me. <laughs> no, it was it was so weird, because they've never established that Paige lives there, so no foreshadowing mm-hmm. uh, to begin with. And then Chris was like, oh, my God, you're so obsessed with globes. And I was like, Chris, you use books as decorations. Globes are far more normal, like, household decorations. So true. Um, she also said to China when she was leaving, she was like, goodbye, globe, or something like that. And I was like, maybe don't say that to, like, a pregnant woman. Yeah. I mean, it's so clear that they hate each other. Yeah. Well, I don't think China cares, but Chris definitely does not. she has like some contempt in her voice um and this is just another piece of conflict that they build up before a commercial break and then you know 
China talks to Paige and Paige is like, duh, I'm moving out before the baby gets here. Why would I stay here when that's clearly going to be your baby's room? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, speaking of the baby, Rob asked his sisters, who are also moms, Court and Kim, for some advice. And I thought it was cute. Kim really knew what she was doing. Mm-hmm. I was surprised that Courtney appeared on the show. Um, we've never seen her in a preview before. This kind of makes it a little more obvious that Chloe and Kylie are the only two sisters who have not appeared on the show yet. Mm-hmm. Well, and they I mean, probably Chloe will never. Party, but I'm sure that they just like borrowed Keeping Up with the Kardashians footage for that. Yeah, those two are never coming on this show. No. Oh, thank God. We only have two more episodes of this. I I know. Cannot wait. Like I've never hate watched something so much. I know. There's there's like no way this gets renewed for a second season. Mm-mm. There's no way. Mm-mm. And like they're not going to cover the birth of the child. Like maybe that will be its own special, but maybe they just won't cover it because the shit is so goddamn boring. And we've already <laughs> seen Courtney give birth to both Mason and Penelope and I think that's fine. I think that's all we need. That's all we need. We've seen we've got enough of the birth stuff. We got some unconventional water birth like ta- you know midway like we got we got everything <gasps> that we needed. Do you yes. remember that episode when Courtney went to another woman's house to watch her at-home water birth yes. and ended up on Keeping yes. Up with the Kardashians? That is one of my favorite scenes in that entire... <laughs> and Chloe was like, I feel so awkward. I don't know what to do. So she went and cleaned their kitchen. Like, <laughs> I love what, that moment. Ugh. Oh my God. What kind of Ramsey family friend tease? <laughs> I just, sorry, I just lost my train of thought because I started thinking about Rob and China and how boring they are. Um, They're the worst. What's um, really, that's really what the deal is with this show. It's that boring and I can't wait for it to be over and I'm so sick of it and I don't care what happens. <laughs> not at that's all. That's my hot take um, for anyone who cares. No, it it really is. So, we have two more episodes left. We're definitely, I mean, hopefully going to see the scene that was kind of hyped up in the series previews where Kim talks to Black China and says, like, if my boyfriend didn't talk to me for five days, I'd be upset. Um, I assume that's coming in episode five. Otherwise, like, where are they putting this? There is a rumor that Robin China was shooting at Robin China's baby shower on Sunday. And... That is when Robin China found out about the robbery. So I will be curious about that editing if that ends mm-hmm. up somewhere. That's so true. I almost feel like they won't put that in there. I almost feel like this is like the limit all- for them. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, the other thing is like, well, first of all, I mean, they were not filming when Lamar was in the hospital. And I think this is of kind of equal seriousness and weight. Mm-hmm. Um but additionally, like, that final episode is coming out in, like, two weeks. There's no way that they could, like, chop and screw a baby shower episode together in two weeks' time. Nah. And nobody wants to see it. Like, quite honestly, nobody cares. They both, ugh. 
Oh, it sucks so much. Someone needs to help Rob. Please. He so clearly needs so much assistance. And it's like... I just don't want anyone to be harmed. Yeah. I mean, either this baby is going to Nicole Richie him or probably going to get worse. Um, it's weird because I remember like one of the last episodes of Keeping Up With The... Keeping Up that he really appeared on. Um, they were like talking about his they were implying like really heavily implying that he had OCD but it was very much just like a weird curiosity episode that was never mentioned again do you know what I'm talking about he was like driving around with Chloe and was like you have to take a left again and again and again or whatever um and I think the episode ended with Rob being like yeah I guess like I probably have um you know issues with compulsions or whatever and I should like maybe see someone about it because like you know that's just a very standard way to end that uh keeping up with the kardashians <laughs> episode is just to be like well chris is right so right <laughs> and then never bring it up again right yeah i mean i can i think this is why a lot of people have issues with them as a unit a celebrity unit it's just like when it comes to things like illnesses like mental illness and it does get to be a little exploitative but that's the nature of reality tv as a genre so i don't really know where yeah. i stand on that but yeah and it's interesting that like they do allude to these sort of off-screen issues or like do highlight these sort of on-screen issues but i think the w- most serious cases are very much kept under wraps like Mm -hmm. um scott going to rehab um this last time was very much like not on camera not talked about um rob's issues over the past few years as well as his type 2 diabetes diagnosis was completely under wraps Mm -hmm. um lamar's initial issues with substance abuse um his hospitalization and it makes me think that we might not hear a lot about the recent events on the show or in their public narrative because it's so serious. Yeah. And it's not like now Scott's at the point where he can like joke about his coke habit and it's like, haha, I'm being funny, but it still does sort of step out. It sort of jumps out when he does that. And I don't think they'll ever get to a point where they're like that with, with this or with Lamar situation. So... Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. As with anything. Yep. We are not going to be doing power rankings this week, partially because Robin China is so boring and they only have three cast members. Um, also, just because it feels inappropriate with the current events and kind of the weight of what is going on in IRL news but is there anything else we want to talk about before we wrap up and turn it over to plugs no I mean I think if you have opinions on this obviously let us know we love to hear from people we did hear from a fan uh about you know party locations we asked about 
Miami versus Vegas versus whatever, and we were told to go to Omaha, which, you know what? I've never been in Nebraska. Omaha steaks sound cool, but Ashley doesn't eat meat products, so animal products, so if there's... <laughs> I'm trying not to. So if, if you guys have vegan steaks, the person who tweeted that at us, if you have vegan steaks there, let us know. Also, apparently it's great for boring people, which as we know, I am one of those, and I love activities for boring people. So like, just like general activity suggestions for boring people, places we should go, places we should go in Hollywood if Star Tours ever hits us up, questions we should try to ask Spencer Pratt, um, your general thoughts and opinions on us mm-hmm. or on the Kardashians. Mm-hmm. We want to hear it all. Facebook, Twitter, let us know. Yeah, hit us up in all of those places. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at uh, the K Hole Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at the K Hole Podcast as well. Brooke does our Twitter, and we try to like retweet breaking news. Um, Brooke does a great job. It's great content, so you should definitely follow us there, and feel free to um, rate us and leave us a review on iTunes. Yeah, I feel like maybe I should add more meme content, but I mean, once again, let us know. What do you want to see? We'll show it to you. If you want to follow, yeah, memes or no memes. If you want that, let me know. Um, it's the content zone over here. Okay, like I need your opinions. (laughs) But if you want to follow me, like personally, my Twitter for right now is at b r k m r n, and that's my full name without the vowels for those who are listening carefully enough. And um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, my Twitter is my Twitter. What can I say? It's nothing much has changed. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of relatable content on Brooke's Twitter. You can also follow me on Twitter at Ashley Brandt. Um, I locked my account because 2016 is just a roller coaster of a year, but you can request to follow me and I will definitely approve you. Um, You can also listen to me on a couple of other podcasts, including Twin Peaks Peaks, um yeah i've seen that we're going to be talking about bergman's persona very soon and pulp the podcast based on a true story um if you have suggestions for any of those podcasts let me know always open to uh some some viewing suggestions because at this point i'm just watching it's always sunny in philadelphia in a loop (laughs) yeah oh also lately i've been looking for like I don't know. I kind of just really want to watch some good films. They can be of any genre, any era. I would like to get you anyone's uh, opinions on that. You can tweet at me. It's just I thought I'd plug that. I thought I'd share. (laughs) I'm on that journey (laughs) in my life trying to watch better films, trying to read more books. I don't read enough. Let me know. What are you guys reading? That's real. That's a and also, person question. Yeah. So, like, what are you reading? What are you watching? Does my Twitter slash social media presence read as relatable or unhinged? A little bit of both. Neither. Let us know. Uh, I think that's all I have to plug for right now. I mean, I think I'm set to uh, let me know if you think we live in a computer simulation because we definitely do. Yeah. Watch Westworld on HBO. we'll be back with more existential content next week anyway this has been the (laughs) k-hole don't be fucking rude